Hey there, and welcome to the Terrence Fisher Podcast. So if you've been paying attention to social media lately, you've seen this trending hashtag that's going around called Church Hurt. And I want to talk a little bit about that today because there are some, as with all trending topics, there's different opinions about it and, you know, different discussions going on about it. And the reality of the situation always tends to get skewed in lieu of opposing opinions and stuff like that. So I want to talk about this whole thing that we call church hurt and put it into perspective. Now, let's define what's meant by church hurt, because I think that it's important that we we're talking about the same thing when we're talking about what's called church hurt. And I would define church hurt as some sort of offense that took place against someone where there was sort of this higher expectation of something else to happen. And I want to differentiate this from, you know, what we would consider just like regular workplace hurt and spats and stuff like that, simply because of the expectation factor. The expectation is not really there. Say, for instance, if you have a coworker on your job and or your boss on your job, they fire you or whatever the case may be, some sort of offense happens, you know, where you feel offended by something. The expectation in those sort of circumstances aren't the same as the expectation, say, in a church situation where you have, you know, people that you're close to, that you consider family, that, you know, pastors and leaders and stuff like that, that you consider overseers of your life and spokespeople for God and things like that. So the expectation factor, I think, is really what separates these two types of things. And I think the sort of deeper church hurt come from the offenders who are people like pastors and leaders and things like that who have higher expectations of them. I have many, many stories of myself and of friends, of family and all of this kind of stuff from, you know, even 20, 25 years ago from my church experience where these types of things have happened. So, for example, you know, some of these deeper church hurts may come from things like a pastor going behind one of their members backs and talking about them or, you know, a pastor or leader or teacher or Sunday school teacher, whatever the case may be, you know, doing something to slight another member or even a pastor doing something with some of his employees like musicians and, you know, staff members and things like that. There's a lot of these stories that go around that equate to what we consider church hurt. And of course, there is responsibility and or blame or whatever to be had on both sides. So we never want to discount that. But I think when it comes to the issue of what we're talking about, specifically with church hurt, it comes from those who have larger positions and larger placeholders and stuff like that in the church environment. And this is something that should be taken very seriously because church is a place where most religious people spend a lot of time. You know, there's church on Sundays, there's a midweek service, there's meetings. If you're part of any particular ministry or auxiliary, as they're still called in some churches, if you're any part of those, you have meetings, you have practices, all of that kind of stuff. And a lot of time is spent in church with a lot of these people who you start to consider family members, or at least you start to consider them as close to you. And with that 
comes that sort of expectation, again, especially for those who lead, who are over these ministries and churches and things like that. And to illustrate this whole thing, I'm going to tell you a personal story of mine so you can see how this thing is real. So some years back, my home was broken into. And during that break in, a little bit less than about $10,000 worth of stuff was stolen from my home. And the majority of that stuff included equipment that I used to run my business. So I was running a recording studio and I still run it today, but that was a large portion of my business and my income. And virtually all of the equipment that I had was stolen. And again, it was just under $10,000 worth of stuff. Now, during that time, I was really, really sad about it. My things had got stolen. My car had been broken into a few months prior to then. So I was just going through this time where, you know, these things were kind of happening back to back a little bit. And it had me a little sad. I was like, man, like, this is just horrible. How am I going to get all of this stuff back? I was kind of living paycheck to paycheck, not really, but kind of. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of finances and things like that coming in. So this was a big hit on my income. And I knew it was going to take a while for me to get that stuff back. And during that time, I was playing for this church. As you may know, I am a musician and I've been playing in church pretty much most of my life. But I was playing for this particular church at the time. And this break in in my home happened on a Sunday while I was at church. And I came home from church and that's when I found the break in. Well, a couple of days later, we were having a meeting at the church And again, this is only two days after the break in. And I got to the church and I was, you know, still a little bit sad about it. So the first lady of the church, she asked me, she said, hey, I can kind of see something, you know, is wrong with you or, you know, you don't look happy or something today. What's going on? So I kind of broke down and told her the situation. And when I say break down, I don't mean break down like crying or anything. I just mean broke my silence because usually I don't like put stuff out there like that because I'm not a like a sympathy seeker or anything like that. So I use that on kind of put that information out, but I just kind of broke this particular time and said, let me open up and talk about it. So I went through and told her the whole situation and broke it down and why I was feeling sad, just like I've told you here now. And I'll never forget her response to me when I finished saying this. It must have taken me, you know, a couple minutes to get through everything that had happened while she was sitting there listening. And I'll never forget her response. And here's what she said. She said, you know, a lot of times we have to watch the things that we're doing in our lives and we have to pay attention to what we're doing, you know, implying that I was doing something wrong or I was, you know, sinning or something in some type of way. Sometimes we have to watch these things that we're doing because, you know, things like these break ins are a result of that. And with that, she just kind of walked away. Now, I kind of paraphrase a little bit that I can't remember her exact words, but I remember standing there in awe, like, wow, really? Like there was no sort of, hey, I'm sorry that this happened to you or, hey, is there anything that I can do or we can do as the church or, you know, let me tell the pastor since I'm his wife, you know, this kind of stuff. Is there anything we can do, anything you need? You know, can we help buy some food? Can we help do anything? Nothing like that. Nothing. 
There was nothing that happened like that. There was only this response of implying or suggesting that I had done something wrong to cause this break-in to happen in my home. And this may not sound like that big of a deal, but you got to think about a person who, again, is at a low point, who simply just needs or could use, at the very least, a, a few words of encouragement, you know, something that you would consider like a first lady who called herself a pastor and a teacher and all of this kind of stuff. You would kind of expect those things from her, just a basic level of human decency, not implying that this break in was somehow my fault in terms of, you know, I'm just out here like drinking or smoking or in the club or something or, you know, anything like that where I caused this break in to happen in my home. And even if she was correct about it and there was some sort of karma or something that was happening as a result of, you know, my actions or something like that, it's still in that particular time, in that particular situation, you know, there was a certain level of expectation of just basic human decency of, you know, being apologetic. Hey, I'm very sorry that this happened to you. Anything I can do or anything we can do or anything like that. And, you know, over time, I just kind of chalked it up to this person being, you know, just ignorant of those kind of things and not being an empathetic person and all of that kind of stuff. And I pretty much let it go. But it is an example of something real that happens in church with what we call church hurt. And this is just one story that I have. There's there's several others and a lot of them get even deeper than this. And then for other people, those situations happen, you know, frequently and they get deeper and deeper for other people as well. I have friends, people that I'm close to that I know things that have happened to that has kind of scarred them, you know, for life or at least for a long period of time. And a lot of times it's not just like this huge thing that happens that, you know, causes church hurt. A lot of times it's simple things over time being repeated over and over. You know, a thing here, something else next month, something else two months down the line, you know, so forth and so on that, you know, over time add up to these huge type of things that, you know, get equated to what we call church hurt. And there's plenty of circumstances as a church musician that I could talk about, especially as it concerns things like finances, where, you know, I may have been playing for a church for, you know, three or four years without a raise or anything like that, always being on time, always doing the job, always going above and beyond the call of duty, you know, being there, having everybody's back, doing all of that kind of stuff, where when a raise was not only not offered, but it was declined when asked for, where at the same time the church was, you know, taking up love offerings and saving money and, you know, putting these financial plans together in order to bring Bishop such and such there to do a revival for two nights where he comes in and speaks for 30 minutes each night. And literally they're paying him or her tens of thousands of dollars. And that's no joke. Like literally, I've been on the board at church where I've seen money taken up in excess of, you know, twenty five, thirty thousand dollars to pay a particular preacher or bishop, especially if they have a title like bishop in front of their name. I've seen that kind of stuff where they've paid that kind of money where, you know, even in a year, a musician's salary a lot of times during a year is not even that much. Now, granted, this isn't the case for everybody. But again, this is the type of stuff that 
happens in church where it causes you to like, like, wow, man, am I not even important? Like, you're not even seeing me here. I'm here taking care of business. I'm here doing all of this kind of stuff. And I don't want to just talk about me because it happens in terms of other leaders and stuff like that. You know, the pastors or the teachers, other things like that. So this church hurt thing is a really real thing that happens, especially in the Christian church and more specifically from my experience in the black church. So what are some things that we can do to prevent this kind of stuff from happening? These sort of mishaps and church hurts and things like that, that a lot of times a lot of leaders and preachers and people who are in leadership positions don't even know about or they are unaware of. Well, I think first and foremost is that we as people have to realize that we are just that. We're people, we're humans, we have emotions, we have things that we deal with, we have things that make us happy, we have things that make us sad, we have things that hurt us, and those things are what makes us human, and those things are different things for different people. Just because, you know, one thing may not hurt you or a certain set of words or actions may not hurt you, it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt another person or that it doesn't affect another person in some way. And all of that is to say that I think that we need to learn the art of empathy. We need to learn how to be empathetic with each other and considerate of each other on a consistent basis, not just this one time, you know, hey, I appreciate you and then. I don't say anything or do anything else to show that for another two years. And then I come and say, hey, I appreciate you give you a check or give you fifty dollars or give you a gift card or take you out to lunch and say thanks. Not that kind of stuff, but true empathy where we share that humanity, where when something is wrong with you, I feel that with you. I go through that with you. I don't make it my own issue. But I make you feel like I am with you while you're going through whatever it is that you're going through. And I'll be there with you wherever you need me to be. And for the church to do this kind of thing, I think that is going to require getting rid of a lot of the beliefs, a lot of the positions and titles and all of this kind of stuff that we have that prevent us from doing that. You know, a lot of times it's, you know, we're jockeying to be a bishop or a pastor or whatever the position is you want to label. We're jockeying for those positions and we're doing and making decisions and saying things, taking actions and all of that kind of stuff to get to that position without considering anybody else and how it's going to affect anybody else. I think that the focus needs to start being geared toward, again, like I said, humanistic type of things. You know, considering other people, getting back to the basics of our humanity, you know, calling people to say, hey, how are you? Is there anything I can help you with? Anything I can do for you? Those types of things and just everything else that involves our humanity and getting rid of this whole overlay of, you know, these outlandish beliefs and, you know, how we think other people should act and how we think other people should be and all of that kind of stuff. And I believe that when we do that, when we learn to be more empathetic, when we learn to be more considerate of other people in any scenario, but especially as it pertains to church and things that happen in church, I think that when we learn to do that, we'll be a whole lot better. We'll get along a whole lot better and we will minimize things like what we're calling church hurt. Church hurt. 